Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Delight Eye Podcast, where every day is a weekend. How you doing, Neil? I am doing fine, Tom. Good to talk to you again. It seems like yeah. it's been a while for some reason. Well, we, we go in fits and starts, don't we? Because we did yeah. like three episodes in three days. Yes, that's right, we and did. And now it's been like a week. Yep. Uh, but it's, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but it's Thursday night. It is Thursday night. I am in my Pillow Fortress of Solitude. I have two Coronas next to me. And I'm ready to get the weekend started. I've got a Guinness next to me. And I'll tell you what, I, I got an interesting weekend because uh, Lydia is in uh, left for San Diego today to visit her boyfriend for 10 days. And Boy, she is doing that a lot. She is really bi-coastal at this point, huh? She is. And, you know, they seem to be – I mean, she's on the phone with him every day as I well. I guess Chicago's not a coast. I guess it's like Midwest to the – I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no, no. Word, I know what you mean. But You're it's, on the coast of Lake Michigan, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 a long way anyway. It's a, Then she had to stop off in – Vegas, I guess. Really? Stop in Vegas. Yeah, that's. I you guess it was cheaper. Oh no, you can't. No, you. No, you can. But it was cheaper on Southwest ah, to stop gotcha. in Vegas for a couple of hours. Um, well, it, well, it's cheaper to take the bus, but. Well, so get this. So um, Laura is going to her brother. <laughs> her she rich, doesn't get out with very well, right? Her riches blazes brother lives in San. Uh, lives in Naples, Florida. So, and the son is getting married. And so they've been planning uh, this wedding for a year. They're going, they were supposed to go yet, uh, today, actually, but now they're leaving tomorrow because of the storm damage and stuff. So she is going to that wedding tomorrow. So long story short, I'm going to have the, I'm going to be bachelor lifestyle for the next three or four days. Interesting. So I'm going to be in the house by myself. Yeah. It'll be a throwback to your, you know, yeah. like six months ago when you were. It will. <laughs> that was your life all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so man. So, what are you that... going to do? You're going to go record shopping? You're going to go, I mean, you eat cooking. I mean, what are you just going to. No, I'm meeting a couple of old friends, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, people I haven't seen in a while. And, uh, yeah, but record shopping for sure on Saturday. Yeah. I'm That's definitely, cool. definitely going to do that during the day. And it'll, unfortunately, it'll already be done by the time we get this, but we did put the word out that if anybody wants to join us at the uh, record shopping thing we're going to do with Susie Moon. Yeah. Out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It really is. Isn't <laughs> oh, it? Damn. When, yeah. Our, our buddy Alan from uh, Goldmine said it was about 15 minutes from Lombard. I'm thinking it's at least a half hour from Lombard, but I don't care. Whatever. Right. I got to drive four hours to get out there anyway. So no skin off my ass. Yeah uh yeah so we'll we'll see we'll see what it's like uh i don't know man i hope that record store is big i hope it's not really shitty i don't know it looks pretty it looks pretty cool i gotta say so did alan say he'd been there before yes i think Uh, so okay so because i mean if (laughs) i look you know i kind of i kind of facebook stalked it or internet stalked it it looks pretty cool i saw that one picture but that just looks like it could be one room and if that's all it is it could be kind of a tight fit it'll be fine we Hmm. uh it's going to be a great time. I'm really looking I'm kind forward of, to it. Uh, well, yeah, because we're going over there at like 2 o'clock, and then when we're done with that, we'll probably just start boozing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we will so start boozing. It'll please. be You know, you're. it's funny. You're looking at a bachelor lifestyle. You know what I've been doing? I've been helping my kids move, um, and then I have to help my daughter move. Uh, she's in her own apartment because her roommate got married. And uh, Well, you don't have to. They do have these things called moving companies that will well, do it for on. you. Come on. <laughs> And then, uh, but they all came over tonight. Everybody, every, all the kids were over. It's like a freaking biblical plague, dude. It's like a horde of locusts. They just like go across the landscape and devour everything. So now they have their and own that's, places. That's, They're still coming the over kids, to you. All the kids and like wives and girlfriends, you know, just, just, oof. Wow. Yeah. Got a big old, uh, big old family yeah. there, dude. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. But yeah, so I ran up here to hide. And I said I would try to get back down before they all left. So we'll see what happens. All right, cool. Well, um, 
Yeah, so Laura's going down to Naples, and man, that storm hit that fucking hell hit the Gulf Coast. So where's Coast Naples hard, on that? Like, if Florida's a, a Wang, where on the Wang is it? Is it like in the shaft or the it's, foreskin? Or it's right. It? It's it's right by. Uh, it's just a half hour drive away, maybe from uh, Fort Myers, which got absolutely hammered. Oh, pretty far south then. So Naples got hammered too. Not as bad Ooh. as Fort Myers did, but it got hammered. Like the there's a famous pier there, and that got broken in half. Naples is where all the super rich people go. So that's where a lot like the retired football hmm. players and shit like that they all live in Naples. Well, so, we uh, got a we got a live report from our pal Mike, uh, Mike the mailman, who's somewhere in Central Florida. I don't remember where, and he certainly wouldn't want us to tell. But uh, it was funny because they had like bad weather, but he never missed a day of work or anything. Well, no, and Mark, our good friend Mark in Gainesville, who I stayed with for fest that time, which is yep. coming up in it. Um, he yeah, said he said all they got was some rain, basically. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't a big deal at all when it got it, you know, got by Jacksonville when it had come in inland or whatever. Hmm. So yeah. Anyway, well, that anyway, was a hell of a yeah. storm. So yeah, Fort Myers thought, got thought, fucking hammered. Prayers. Thoughts and prayers to the people of Florida. Um, <laughs> okay. We should have played some Florida music, you know. Well, we had gigs this week, my friend, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I might. I, well, yeah, we did. You we can did. change. You're allowed to change up. I know the people who own this podcast, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes. We can. We can do basically do whatever the hell we want. Um, That's true. Well, no, I just I was gonna say. You know what? I will. I will. I'll I'll sub one of my songs out for uh, for a Florida song for our Florida listeners and particularly our mailman friend who uh, is out there huffing the mail around in the rain. Was it Postman Pat? You're gonna play. Post my pat and his black and white cat. No, he'll know. He'll know. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway, you know what? You want me to play that first? Um, sure. Um, Why don't I play that and then we'll talk about going to some gigs? Yep. Um. So okay, this is uh, this is for Mike the Mailman down there in Florida, and for all our friends and supporters down there in America's Wang. <laughs> um, this is uh, the crumbs. I uh, I fell in love with an alien girl. I know it's one of Mike's favorites, so. One, two, three, four. Last night, I saw her walking around. I saw a bright light in the sky. I got a little closer on a real There was a really big UFO. They landed right in front of me and they got outside. We pressed it around now, so we got really high. And that's when I fell in love with them. Around. I saw a bright light in the sky. I got a little closer on and realized it was a really big UFO. They landed right in front of me and they got outside. We busted the remote and we got really high. And that's when I fell in love with them. I fell in love with a alien girl. I fell in love with a alien girl. I fell in love with a alien girl. And I think I'm gonna
Okay, so that was the crumbs with uh, I fell in fell in love with an alien girl. Is that what it was called? Fell in love with an alien girl. Yes. Fell in love with an alien girl. Um, and uh, okay. it's Florida, so just just to make it clear, it's it's alien from outer space, not alien like uh, took a boat to Miami. <laughs> of course, even though it's Florida, so it'd be appropriate. Both either would be appropriate. Either right? would be appropriate. Yes. So, and what about the crumbs? Are they local? Or are they Florida? They're Florida band. Yeah. They are. Okay. What else about them? I don't know. You like them though, right? I mean, you've heard of them. Yeah, before. yeah, no, I do. I have okay. a couple of their albums. I, I'm not like a. I don't know them super well. I should probably dig into them a little more. But you know, so many bands, Neil, and only only so few hours in the day. Dude, there but, actually are shit. But it's funny because I I've been listening to a ton of music at work again, and I never can remember what I want to listen to. I need to like write it down or something. Like I should have been listening to Crumbs today instead of listening to the same crap that I listen to over and over again. Dude, that is so funny you say that because you know I I go running. A- three or four times a week yeah. and when i'm about ready to leave the house i'm like what music should i play today and i can never think of what what to play and i always end up playing you know what's just newest on my playlist or whatever it's really annoying that i don't think this stuff through better i've been expanding a little bit but yes it does you do i do sort of end up falling back to the classics so because i don't like to change it when i'm running because it's a pain in the ass to like stop and pause and then it never sure. recognizes me and i have to like type my password in and it's a big fucking pain <laughs> in the ass so um, first row problems pal first row problem no a hundred percent right but still the point being i should make a better i should know before i leave what i want to listen to so sometimes if, i just listen to a podcast because i can't be bothered to listen to anything else if steve jobs wouldn't have died so young i think he eventually would have got to the point where all you would have had to do is think about it and it would have changed songs well, yeah, we'll see, because he, he would have been he would have been doing new stuff, whereas Apple just basically is regurgitating the same stuff. Well, they all are basically just regurgitating. Like, there hasn't been any big new, amazing, you know, for a while, right? The big new new amazing discovery. It's just been make a slightly better camera, you know, make the sound slightly better or whatever. It's uh, or slightly more annoying phone because my new phone, when at work sometimes I mow the lawn. It's my happy place. We have these big riding lawnmowers, you know. We yes. got a big campus, and oh. I'll put my earbuds in, and I'll put them under, like, big overhead phones, and I'll just listen to music, and I'll mow the lawn, and I love it so much. I go to plug my earbuds into my new phone. Doesn't work. No jack. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want it all to be Bluetooth? Yeah. I don't want to uh, – well, and I have pretty decent Bluetooth headphones that my kids bought me, but they're not sound-canceling enough for that big of a mower. Uh, Basically, gotcha. you go deaf if you just blast the music. So yeah, you, anyway. probably, you probably need some over-the-ear ones, huh? Well, and you go from well, they are, but uh, but they're just not that. Those mowers are really loud. Yeah. So you got to have like real sound, like earmuffs. So you wear earplugs inside earmuffs, and I don't even have to listen to it that loud. You know, my ear, my earbuds. But I mean, because it goes from being my favorite thing to do to being like stuck, like the my thoughts bounce around in my head, which is really it goes from being the most relaxing thing to the most agitating thing. <laughs> I could get that. I get that. I, I'm not the only per- I talk to other people like that. We mow our lawn and you just like like angry thoughts come out. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> You're just an angry man. You're just well, masquerading as a happy. I'm mowing the lawn. I'm like, oh, I hate my neighbor so much. Yeah. I really want to start his car on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind like, of that's kind but of. But if I'm listening to, but if I'm like listening to the Misfits, I'm like happy go lucky. I don't, I don't know, dude. See, the Misfits had played a big new show. Was it New Year's Eve? Yeah, in, yeah, uh, uh, San Diego. Vegas. Oh, Las, was it Las Vegas? Okay. Yeah, it was Las Vegas. It was, yeah. uh, well, the Circle Jerks opening and uh, Tiger Army. Tiger yeah. Army, yeah. I saw your snarky comment to go see Tiger Army and they go home, but I don't think anybody's going to pay 150 bucks to go see Tiger Army at this point in a, I, in a 
hockey rink. But I think you might be in a hockey rink. Jesus Christ, it's just or or is it a is it is it even I don't even know what it is. It's huge place, right? Is it at a casino or something? Or is it? I, I assume it's like a sports. Well, listen, they've got to be able to pay the misfits that million dollars or whatever they get for a show. So you know, yeah. It's got to be big I enough, I guess. Talking of shows, yep. I think we talking both, about bands that don't make a million dollars. We've both been to two shows in the last week, I believe. Correct? Yeah, and it's funny because one of them was the same show. It was. So that's actually a good compare and contrast. Well, because right? it's funny because these guys cities. were such. So Neil and I went both went and saw Agent Orange. Yes, he saw him in the big city. I saw him in not such a big city. But these guys used to be such touring juggernauts, and of course, the last couple of years have been screwy. So it was actually good to good to see him again. It was. But was that now, your, was that your first one or was that your second one? Because for me, it was the second one. That was the second one. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny because I've seen them at least a dozen times. Jesus, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they play in GR a lot. I've never seen. I know someone Lansing once, but other than that, I think it was pretty much all Grand Rapids too. So okay, let me ask you this because I mean, John made a snarky comment about them about you know, I hope they play their five good songs. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, they they do pretty much live on that first album still. Yeah. So when you went to see them twelve times, was it on purpose to see them, or were they warming up for other people? No, no. He I talked to Mike Palm one time. He's like, we're like the we let, we're like the Ramones, like Johnny Ramones said, the Ramones don't open for nobody. I ever t- I told you that story, right? Because I said no, I don't think so. I said I was t- so these shows are small in GR. And I, I've talked to Mike a couple different occasions. He's a nice enough guy. Mike Palm, the guitar player, singer, you know. The main guy, yeah, yeah. From the I, and I was talking about that, and he said, you know, we'd, we'd rather just do our own our own tours and play smaller places and headline. And uh, and he put on his Johnny Ramon voice, and he said, it's like Johnny Ramon said, the Ramones don't open for nobody. And I said, but that's bullshit, man. They open I, plenty of people. <laughs> I said, I saw the Ramones open for White Zombie in like 1996 <laughs> or something. And he looks at me, and he goes, Way to call bullshit on Johnny Ramone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> it was pretty funny, actually. But so they played the Tip Top, which you've been to. Yeah. <laughs> this time. And it sold out, which is great because last time I swore it was like half full, like 60 people. It only, only holds like 125. Well, that's what comes of them not playing for like two or three years, right? Yeah, I, I, th- yeah. I think so. But the thing is, so I've seen them a bunch of times. And a lot of times it does seem like they're kind of going through the motions. Um, and they do kind of have a certain lounge jackiness to their thing. But this time, I thought you could tell they were having fun. It was actually pretty cool. We were up, we were right. I mean, you know, we were probably ten feet from the stage. You know, I agree. Okay, okay. So, yeah, let let's start with that one then. So, in Chicago, they played um, at Cobra Lounge, which is small, not quite as small as where I saw them, but pretty small, right? A couple hundred, probably. Yeah, exactly. Two fifty, maybe. Couple of yeah, a couple of hundred. I I don't know if I go as many as three, but I say I'd say two hundred comfortably. Yeah, um, and it was full. The place was full. That's great. And, um, well, let's go. Well, do you want to go? I guess I should go first, right? Because I sure. saw I, I them don't care. first. Okay, so it was a three-band Dude, bill. Dude, I'm laying in my bed drinking Corona. You can do whatever you want. All right. <laughs> three-band bill. Um, that's a, sounds like a drunken friend of mine, three-band bill. Um, <laughs> it's like that old saying. Well, I won't say it, but it's something about $3 bill. But I won't. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Canceled. Um, so... Uh, the uh, the band's opening up was a band called Anger, Anger, who I'd never well, heard of, and then the Crosses. Uh, they, what they do? What they do? Go in the generic name for punk bands book. Well, to find dude, that or what? Yeah. Uh, so okay. So I I get there. I mean, that would have been a great name if they were a British band in like 1978. But yeah, that's true. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I get there on time because I always do. Um, because I always like to see the opening bands. Uh, or do and, you? 
I know I do. I, I, I no, because yeah, Jesus Christ, dude! I've seen Joy. I saw Joy, Joy Division open up. I've seen the fucking Smiths uh, open up. So, well, I'm let me all... tell you something. Anger is no Joy Division. Well, no, but I'm always afraid I'm going to miss the next one, right? So, um, anyway, Anger was maybe the worst band that I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of bands in my life. And the reason so I say like that a, were they like a spikes and studs and vests kind of band? Or no, it was like super okay. Punk? So, um, you've heard of Deals Gone Bad? They were ska band out of Chicago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they became the uh, some members became the Crombies, the singer and the guitar player Dave. Okay, I've heard of them too, but I don't yeah. know them really. So they're very well known around Chicago land. Everyone knows okay. Dave. He's got tattoos. He used to be a skinhead. He's got tattoos all over his face and stuff. He's a wow. well known, well known in the scene. But okay. uh, Anger must be one of his spin-off bands. It was his like punk kind of thrash spin-off band or something so he was the singer he was yeah it was a three-piece he, he's playing sing he's singing and playing guitar so dave is what was what in the crombies a guitar player or deals gone okay yeah he's a guitar player and deals he wasn't gone... the singer though but he was okay yeah he was a guitar player um so in this it was it must be his band with a bass player and a drummer and it, it would have been nice if they tuned up before they started playing <laughs> Being a three piece, they should have. No, I'm serious. <laughs> it was completely out of tune, and it was, uh, yeah, their idea of what a thrash band might be. I don't know. It was terrible. It was truly so. Terrible. It was a little, is a little medley for you. It sounds like, huh? Even the early punk stuff they started playing, and they played a couple of covers. I think they played a fear. I I don't care about you. They played and a couple mm. of other. And it, they were I just, mean, did they screw that up? Because it's such a great song. Well, it was, it was playing out of tune. So it's tough to tell if they've screwed it up or not because it just sounds terrible. I mean, they didn't, yeah. And they and they, and they were playing much. You know how Cobra Lounge isn't a big place. They were playing much too loud. The their yeah. idea of the, you know the whole thing was just turning everything up to eleven, and it just sound with the being out of tune and distortion, and it just sounded absolutely fucking terrible. Mm. Um, and I felt bad because there was it must have been an all ages show. So there was clearly mothers and fathers bringing their little, you know, twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-olds to a show for the first time, and then they had to be they had to listen to this. So I felt I felt kind of bad for these kids, um, but I went outside and sat by the bar. I went uh, while they were playing; they were so bad. So uh, so that was them. Uh, are you still with me, Tom? I'm here, but my daughters have barged in on me in my fortress of solitude to bring me ice cream. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. The they show, always get ice cream. The show broke it up it's for this, ice cream. It's this pretty amazing looking Snickers Sunday. I think she's trying to buy me off, Neil. She owes me several hundred dollars. There's, there's, no, there's nothing, as, nothing as punk rock as ice cream. Jesus. No, this is interest. It doesn't come off the principal. Thank you, Alex. Um, you know what? Why don't you put it in the freezer for a little bit and then put it in the fridge so when I come down, it's nice and soft. Yeah, because the old man doesn't like to use his gums. I don't want uh, the whole thing like frozen solid. Aww. You paid too much money for it to ruin it. That's true. All right. We have a new ice cream place right in downtown. It's pretty slick, man. That's good. That's good. It's got indoor seating like before the ice cream place is outside, so it's very seasonal. Now we can be over for like six months or something. <laughs> Let's get back to the let's get back to the so punk rock and away from the ice cream enough, stuff. Just in case I'm not spending enough money on the family in general, I can go drop fifty bucks on ice cream. And, yeah, yeah there you go. Um, so okay, sec- oh, I'm sorry. So so there's a lot of see. There was this was the 21. Mine was 21 and up. So yeah, mine was definitely oh, was no, not because no, sure. I could say there was like older punky parents bringing their little kids in for the first time, looking mm-hmm. all excited and stuff, and then they got <laughs> they, they were looking at anger and just wondering what the hell they were listening to. Um, well, it's funny because last time I saw him, it was all ages, and I brought Alex, but it must have been five or six years ago because I don't think she she could even drive yet. 
and uh, we did like a mosh. We locked arms and spun around the pit a couple times. It was good right. times. There you go. Okay. So um, the second, <laughs> second, second band was a band called The Crosses, who I knew nothing about until oh, yeah, you yeah, explained the, who it was. The De Crotson, right? Yeah, De Crotson. Yeah. They, yeah, well, according to according to Carl, Carl uh, but he's he's Carl drunk. Played. He's drunk all the time. So who the fuck knows what he knows? Oh, good for him. Um, yeah, it was it was basically the singer from Die Kreutzen, right? It was uh, I think his name is Dan, right? Dan I Kabinski. Dan that Kabinski. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from the, from, from, from Die Kreutzen. And um, well, Die Kreutzen obviously means the crosses, right? Yeah. yeah. Or the cross. The cross. Yeah. So. Uh, they even though they're called the Crosses, they played the first Dykroitz in the classic first Dykroitz yeah. album. Well, I say classic; I don't particularly like it, but uh, first album is definitely a classic. One of the it? greatest Wisconsin punk rock albums of all time. Oh, absolutely. don't have to be good to be a classic. Well, it's I, I understand that the voice is a bit of an acquired taste. It so, I, I, but musically, I think it fits in of the time. You know, it's a little thrashy, but it's punk hardcore, disjointed too. There's disjointed yeah. rhythms and stuff in there. It's a bit off. But the there's wall, some melodies so. and stuff that are pretty good, but the voice is a little harsh. Well, you know what turned me off? There's 20 songs on it. And it's like, um, if any more than 12, yeah, but it's 30 minutes. Out. Don't care. Don't care. Too many songs. I can't. There's learn. like one three minute song. The rest of them are like one minute. I, yeah. I, I don't know about yeah. that. I turned them off. I did. You know, listen, I'm a, I'm a Hollander, man. I like to get my money's worth. Not like you freaking rich uh, English people. You just, <laughs> well, the stupid no, thing... please give me less. Give me less. Well, in my early days, I actually bought, I bought that in 83 because, because I'd heard all this pimp about yeah. it. So I got the, I got the OG pressing and I think I might've played it once all the way through. Um, anyway. Did you get rid of it or you still got it? Oh, I still got it. So if, anybody, if someone wants to trade for it, if someone's got uh, you know something worthwhile to trade, I got a copy it. of uh, Lionel Richie's big hit album. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring it with me when I come see. What was that me. Lionel Richie song where he's like fingering some statue or something as he's supposed to be blind in the video? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him fingering a statue. He was. Or was the girl blind and she was fingering a picture? A, a sculpture was it one of, of his the ballads head? or one of the rocking ones? It was a ballad. It's, a, it's definitely about yeah that one. Hello, I'm you. I'm looking for. It's <laughs> fucking awful. No, I don't want to trade for that. <laughs> so Lionel Richie's out. And that's not so right. I don't think that's the album I have. I think I have Dancing with the Ceiling. It's gatefold. <laughs> it's gay- I bought it for a dollar. At Goodwill, that's dude. the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I bought it for a dollar at Goodwill. Side A is me. Why? Were you dancing music. on the ceiling, Tom? Is you know why? Idea? Because to find a record at Goodwill that's less than 50 years old and isn't Perry Como is like a minor victory. I just snatched it up, man. I, just, I, t- I take I Perry react. Como over Lionel Richie. I, it was a dollar. Well, there we go. There's, uh, there's Tom's Dutch roots. Lionel it was a dollar. Was huge when I was like 10 years old. And I, I mean, you know, he's all right. I'm not big head of his. <laughs> big afro, yeah. <laughs> I got the like fucking horse face. Anyway, yes, you got me. I'm a Lionel Richie fan. I mean. Can't say I listen to them a lot now. I mean, when I'm when I'm trying to figure out what to listen to at work on my Spotify, I don't go to Lionel Richie. Well, that's probably good to know. Yes. 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 So, Dyke Croydon, uh, the so, crosses. What'd you think I mean. of them? What? What'd you think of them? Um, what'd you they, think of the crosses? Well, because I don't particularly like that Dyke Croydon first <laughs> album. I didn't think too much of it. I mean, was the band good even? Or they I were? Mean, no, they were. They were very, very good. Very technically, very good. I mean, because those songs of a fast with lots of yep. weird rhythm changes. So yeah, they, they did definitely that. were more musically adept than a lot of their contemporaries. And and the band he has with him now, it's obviously it's not the same guys. Uh, sure. But they were they were really good. And he was um, in fine voice. He likes to like do lots of funny faces and make. 
arm gestures like a bear. I don't know. Maybe that's coming from Wisconsin. I don't know. But uh, he was any... attacked by a bear as a child, Neil. Don't make fun of him. So the, the, the weird thing was, it was it was a weird crowd. So I, I guess I'll get back to this in a minute. But because I thought this at my other gig too, I I don't know, man. These twenty somethings who were going to these shows these days, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I mean, back in the day, especially for warm up band, right? The only people that would be in the pit would be people that knew the songs, right? They were excited to hear the songs and they'd be, you know, mm. dancing about, right? But here it's just like there was lots of people who I assume it was their first punk rock show and they thought that this is what you were supposed to do at a punk rock show. So wow. they were just like smashing into people for no apparent reason, not in time to the music. It was just fucking annoying. And some of these pricks have backpacks and face masks. I, I don't. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. What's, you know what's in the backpack, Neil? More masks. I guess. I guess maybe you cracked the code. They have a ba- a bag full of fucking masks. I was like, what? If you want, if you're that worried about staying safe, probably don't go to a punk rock show. Yeah. Probably don't go to a packed punk there was rock a, show. There was a couple people fucking wearing idiot. them at the one I went to, but honestly, they looked like they were in very bad health. <laughs> <It was too laughs> like they, with the Mike Paul, dude. There's there was this was like it looked like the nursing a nursing home field trip. Couple, oh dear, couple of details. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So anyway, so yeah, Dyke Rhodes played that set. I mean, it was like 40 minutes, right? Or 30 minutes, whatever it was. Sure. Um, I had my regular place front left, and also these fucking idiot 20 year olds, whatever the fuck they are. They probably have no concept of personal space. So, you know, I'm I'm specced out my space front left. Well, it's that, one thing if it's so packed you don't have a choice. But if there's room No, there's room. There was room. There was room, yeah. definitely. And next to me there was this there was this la- there was these two ladies. One of them was a short Asian lady. She's probably like five foot if that. And she's standing next to me. And some stupid doofus they come walking A, they come walking in late, which is always my pet sure. peeve. Pushed away to the front. And then stand right in front of her. So I, I, so I didn't do. I mean, That's I dedicated to Richard White, our pal Richard White, who always seems to stand behind the biggest guy at every show. Well, I did. I mean, I did what Richard White doesn't do. I tapped him on the shoulder and told him to move. So, which he did. So that was good. But it was just like, don't fucking do that, you fucking idiot. It, it is. It is bad when you're in a tight spot and people are trying to squish through the front, and then they get just in front of you and they stop. Or mm-hmm. it's like. I used to call that, Neil. No, this is politically incorrect. I don't know if you can say this anymore. We used to call it, it's nuts to butts in here. Can you still say that? Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, good. Unless, unless you were the only two people in there and you were still rubbing on this. <laughs> it's just three of us. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, so I had, to, I, did, I had to move two people that were doing that. Mm. So um, I guess people don't do that anymore because the people look very offended. But I pointed mm. to this tiny lady and she she thanked me afterwards. I don't mean that. I didn't mean that the way it sounded. How I didn't did mean that you know? the way it sounded. Did she invite you to a massage parlor? I just, I, just, I, just, I just meant she said thank you. <laughs> she thanked that's me nice. in a special way afterwards. That's, that's, that's nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, Agent Orange came to the stage, and it was funny. Again, there was some of the older people, obviously, absolutely, Agent Orange must be their favorite band or was their favorite band back in the day because they got very excited and all came to the front and tried to speak to Mike in between bands. You know, in, the, in between bands, everyone leaves, right? But Agent Orange is setting up. And uh, they have no roadies, so they're doing it themselves. Yeah. So, so there's these people who are trying to catch Mike's, they have like Mike's one, eye. They have a merch guy, and that's about it. Yeah, like exactly. Maybe a tour manager merch guy, and that's... That's sad-looking you know, merch that's, guy. That's the economic <laughs> reality of the situation, you know? So, uh, tell me, uh, dude, and t- that fucking drummer had a huge drum set. Didn't you think? It's a different drummer. He's only been with them for a couple of years. They have a different drummer. 
Well, yeah, but they didn't, they didn't have it between me seeing them on Saturday and you seeing them on Wednesday. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember the drum set being particularly large, no. Well, the one he had was huge. It had, it, Dude, I, they probably didn't have room for it at the tip-tops. Yeah, they probably didn't. They probably it's like didn't. the size of my bed. Yeah. Um, and then the bass player looks like, um, you know, uh, what's the movie, uh, Spicoli? What the hell movie is that? Oh, oh, Fast Times Ridgemont. Fast Times Ridge One. Hi, you know, uh, Demone. You know, Demone who sells the tickets, the bootlegger who sells all the tickets and yeah, shit. Yeah. Do you remember him, the Weasley guy? That yeah. looked just like the bass player. So the bass player, <laughs> his name is Perry. He's a super nice guy. I talk oh, to sure. him almost every time I see him. He wears that like hat, and yep. he's been. He looks with like Demone. Yeah, he's been with him since '06. Okay, and plays could... a big old Gibson Thunderbird. He's a little yes. guy. It's huge. Yeah, has his mic sort of up a little too high, so he's got to like, sing into it like Lemmy, kind of like sing up into it yeah so anyway yeah. they come on and all these like older people are trying to catch mike's eye and they're all very excited and then agent orange do their set and they do their thing right they started with uh they start with everything turns gray they start out with an instrumental for us but oh um but there was a reason for that and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute they might have tried doing everything turns gray first i'm too I'm much too into that i don't know anyway um traditionally they had opened with an instrumental like uh pipeline or something or they always do miserloo but yeah they did they did, they did yeah they did miserloo second uh they they so they did uh okay so they might have switched okay uh, well anyway i'll tell you about my experience later but so anyway go ahead. i'm sorry go ahead yeah so the uh they started off with a an oldie but a goodie and uh yeah one of the ones off that classic first album then they did miserloo and then they, it was basically a greatest hit set right they yeah. do all the big ones they did a couple of <laughs> a couple they didn't of... even do their new song and i'm air quoting it that they've been playing for 10 years that whistling past the graveyard or whatever it was oh that. I haven't heard that they, one. They they used to do the, like this is a newer song. They got like a they had like a two song CD like a, mm. a single on CD and uh, it was I think it was called This House Is Haunted and Whistling Past the Graveyard and they used to play those every time. Mm. It was actually a different set than I've seen them play many many times. So so they did yeah they did like was it I Kill Spies or some of those ones off that weird second album or whatever yeah, this some is the of voice. the later stuff and those are the ones that everybody just like stopped bopping about to. But uh, yeah, you know, they, they made that, everybody happy. See I, see, I think see, I don't really care for that second record too much. But I think those songs live are okay. Yeah, they're, yeah, it was okay. There I was, kill there spies was nothing. is slow, but it's a cool song. There was nothing that was unpleasant. It was a good set. He he was really yeah. animated. He seemed really happy to be there. They all did. They were interacting with the crowd. It was people um, <laughs> again? Look like they were doing it for the first time. They were trying to uh, stage dive. And they didn't realize that Cobra Lounge, the ceiling is very, very low. <laughs> and so basically when they were stage diving, their feet were like hitting some of the speakers and stuff above the stage. It was not a good plan. Dude, if they tried to stage dive where I saw them, they were literally like one foot higher than the crowd. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of people hit the ground. Uh, it was just, uh-huh. a, like I said, it was a weird crowd of people who, mm. either old people who didn't look like they'd been out. It was their first time out in three years. Yeah. Or, like, people who'd never been to Cobra before, for sure, because they didn't know where the bathrooms were. And then either that or... They're like, like when did Steve When did Steve Soto stop playing bass for Adrian <laughs> Orange? <laughs> yeah. Or weird, weird, uh, weird pierced 20-year-olds with backpacks and fucking face masks um, and big baggy <laughs> pants for no apparent reason. <laughs> fucking annoying me. And they then... They more masks in their pants. Yeah, and then, like, 12-year-olds who were just running around aimlessly huh. in circles. It was a very odd show. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoyed the night. It was good to go to a real punk rock show after that shit, uh, Amel and the Sniffers, that I'll tell you about in a minute. Well, um, yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that's a top, different topic. Um, and, I'm very interested in your take. We actually haven't had any chance to have a private conversation about this. So. And the merch, but the, the, the only thing, last thing I want to say about it is, God damn, they have a lot of merch, don't they? 
Yeah, t- a lot of t-shirts, skateboard decks. I mean, basically anything. Hats, hats patches, pins, fucking yep, lunch have, boxes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I everything. Well, and once again, that's the reality of touring right now. Yeah, they have to do it, right? That's they make their living. And those decks were cool. Like I, I'm not a skateboard deck collector. I don't skate anymore, so I'm not going to buy anything. But buy that. But it was it was it was cool. Well, the the old visions, the old vision agent orange deck was a very very popular deck back in the back in because they were they were appeared in that first skate visions video in '83. They were okay. like the first. Well, they weren't the first because Devo did it first, but first band to appear in like a skateboard park in like a pool or something with the skaters skating around them. Huh. So they were in Skate Visions in 82 or 83, I believe that was. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was my night. I enjoyed it. So and and the good thing you, was 7 till oh, 10. No, sorry, it was 7 till 10. So I was out of there by 10, which makes me Dude, happy. Dude, so. I had a very similar situation. I'll tell you what. Why don't you play a song and then I'll tell, I'll, we'll do a compare and contrast. Okay. I am gonna, Actually, you know what? Should I do two? Should I do a Dykroitzen and an Agent Orange? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start off with Dykroitzen playing um, my favorite song off the album. It's called This Hope. I think it's the second second track on the album. And then after that, I'm going to do Agent Orange with uh, an old Dick Dale cover, Miser Lou. Because I actually, they were my favorite songs they played of the night was actually the surf, the two surf songs. Really? Miser Lou and they did Pipeline. They were my favorite. Just I thought they played them the best. Yeah. And I you know I always enjoy watching a true master of the surf guitar playing you know what because i was right I, I was right in front of him so i do cool. feel like he is one of the more legitimately good guitar players in punk rock yeah for sure especially when he's just sipping down his drink it's just you know he's just it's like an old seasoned pro but anyway all right so go ahead neil spin spin the spin the song okay let's start with that kreutzen
first there you had Die Kreuzen with This Hope or Die Kreuzen as uh, as our boy says and uh, and then Agent Orange doing My Zalou, that old surf classic that yeah, yes. hopefully you all you all know that one I mean they all should know it at least from like Pulp Fiction right? Yeah exactly exactly yeah I love I, um, I, actually I didn't realize that's Dick Dale didn't write that that's like some classic like uh, Egyptian really? folk song or something really? Yeah. Yep Wow, I was, I was reading about that today. Yeah, look at us with our Egyptian folk songs. Yeah, I think it was Egyptian, it was something like that. So yeah, so, somewhere. So I I just went and saw Agent Orange last night, and a lot of ways it was it was similar, but a lot of ways different. So very small club, great club, tip top deluxe bar and grill. Neil, you've been there with me, but we haven't you haven't seen a show there with me. So it's it's funny, right? Because there's no like green room or something that empties onto the stage like the stage is in the corner and like people just surround it right exactly yeah and and it's there's a guy and i don't even know if he works there or what his name is farmer john <laughs> it's not his real name is given name Dude, farmer he john literally owns the farm that grows the cows that has the supplies the meat to the place for the burgers oh all right well there you his go his name is farmer john Couldn't he's be a nice fresher guy. Then, i guess I, I can't imagine he gets paid much of anything, but he's sort of like the weird mascot. He goes up there and introduces the band, and he's kind of corny, you know. Don't forget to tip your hardworking waitresses and bartenders, and, and announces the bands. And this place is so homey. It's a great, great place to see a show. I love going to see shows there, but it is so. It's just very homey, dude. It's not. It, it doesn't feel very sophisticated at all. <laughs> No, I was you there. Know. I was there the one time with you, and we thought the uh, waitress was either a man in drag or she had throat cancer. Yeah, she that. always and she always works there, and she's very good waitress. She was lovely. Yeah, she was yeah. lovely, but she. She was there again. I'm pretty sure the. Uh, pretty sure that Mike actually used, her? Uh, acknowledged her by name from the stage. Oh wow, there you Mike go. Palm. Yes, when Mike Palm acknowledges you by name from the stage, you know you've made it in the bartending world. Um, so there was only one opening act. They went on at eight o'clock, and believe it or not, Neil, it was the band that you and I saw when you were here two years ago visiting. They were called the Elder Gods. They were opened up a state, right? They opened up a state. Do you yeah. remember them at all? Um, I, I there was two bands opening up that night. Which one were they? Okay, they were a trio, and they were just the most spastic. I would almost call I them do. Like, I remember like them, power yeah. violence or yes, something. I remember almost. you saying that word because I'd never heard that before. Power very violence, atonal. Yeah. Very short songs just yelling crazy time changes that sounds like a very weird band for agent orange well I, I think it was kind of a poor match honestly yeah because the old folks who could barely walk i don't think really got into that <laughs> my pal scott who was with me did he just went and sat at the bar when they played he was not not too interested <laughs> yeah that was like me with anger yeah well it's funny because they were selling their records too and i'm just like if i put that record on my wife, I, I would just—it'd always be worth it to just see the wife. My uh, the look, my wife would give me in the room when I put <laughs> the record on. You'd have made it thirty seconds in, pretty much. Yeah. So, so yeah, they opened well. And the thing with that band, like, I don't mind them. I actually think they're kind of fun, but they like half hour. That's it. And what I remember, what annoyed us when we saw them at, at Mulligans was they played like forty-five minutes or an hour. So it was just like, okay, it's enough for her to get off, you know? Right. Um. So they played a half hour, if that, and it was it was pretty fun. Um, so, so yeah, I enjoyed that for the most part and, uh, they got done. And so Agent Orange went like nine o'clock. So it wasn't quite as early as yours, but it was done by, I think about quarter after 10, 10, 20. Hey, I was going to say, yeah, I think they only played like a little oh, bit over they, an hour, right? They played like 70, 70, mm -hmm. 
uh, at least 75 minutes for us. Hmm, okay. But like I said, if you trap them on the stage, what are they going to do? Right, right. They there's couldn't no get off the to, stage. There's nowhere for them to go. So it's funny. So even when the so the opening band got done, they played like 25 minutes. So Farmer John comes up there. How about one more song? And it's just like, dude, what are you doing? What are you, <laughs> yeah, trying, to the, trying to get the opening band one more song. And and they and it, they they played a great uh, Diggle Abortions cover, the song Arg Fuck Kill. I don't know if you know that song, but uh, yeah, I do. But off the uh, off the uh, classic uh, Fetus of Fetus album. Yeah, I know that one. But anyway, so that was that was fine. So that was pretty cool because it was definitely probably more enjoyable than most of their original material. For sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was fine. Like I don't I don't have anything against those guys. Oh, they were kind of fun. But like I said, half hour is good for that. Um, and then the thing is, you know, so Farmer John comes up to announce Ancient Origins, like oh the best sound man, you know the the thanks to Cliff, the best sound man in the business. And Cliff runs the sound there all the time. He's a very different looking dude you definitely know him if you hung out there occasionally but mike palm has no vocal <laughs> Best so he's trying to man. Sing. and there is the most brutal hum i think coming from perry the bass player's mic <laughs> i'm just standing there look i'm like can you not hear this what's going on so it takes like two trips to the stage they finally get mike's vocal microphone working so i think that's why they ended up switching to the instrumental first Wow. Okay. That so makes we were sense. off to a really poor start, yeah. honestly. And the drummer at one point, the drummer's like this bald dude. <laughs> he's good, man. I mean, he's, yeah, a, good he's a good drummer, yeah. But yeah. at one point, he got so pissed off, he threw his drumstick against the wall, and there's no, like, it bounced off the wall. There's no room in there, you know? He's like, they're back in the corner. But anyway, they got it straightened out, and eventually they got rid of most of the hum, and it was fine. But when you get a loud punk band in that place, the sound system is just not. It's not a huge sound system, you know? Yeah, because it's made for, like, more Americana type stuff, yeah, exactly. right? Rockabilly more and stuff. Rockabilly yeah, place. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, Mike seemed like he was having a lot of fun being there. They mm-hmm. played all their classics. Um, they played uh, a song that I'm going to play in a minute here. They they always – he's got this shtick that he does whenever they play whoever most recently, whatever celebrity most recently died. Oh, yeah, he did Coolio, right? Oh, see, no, no, we got Loretta Lynn. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you Much go. Much better then. than Coolio, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah, we got Coolio. I didn't, no, I, I wasn't a, buying it. <laughs> she's far too young to die. She was only 90. <laughs> but that's his shtick. I've seen him do that with, I don't know, every time I see him, they do it with somebody different. Wow, he's like he's like the kiss of death to other singers. <laughs> don't, well, don't let Mike Palm like sing about like you. It's kind of like a little bit of little bit of Vegas glitz and glam. You know, yeah. you adjust, adjust it for the audience. And then they got done, and uh, Farmer John came up and made them play another song, and we kind of blocked them in on the stage, and they played, uh, I think they played two. I think they played another instrumental, um, and then they played um, Police Truck. Oh, wow. Okay. As their encore, which they play that almost every time I see them. And they also used to play a lot, um, Somebody to Love, the Jefferson Airplane song. Mm-hmm. And also pretty regularly play Secret Agent Man, which I'm not a big fan of. I'm honest. not a fan of that either, no. Um, but no, it was, it was a really, really fun show, but it was 21 and up. And you know that place. It's tiny. There's no dance floor. The dance floor is not big enough for people to be thrashing around. So the tables are just getting knocked all over the place. It's, well, but, is, is it standing? Like, give, give me a picture it, of the yeah, place. Yeah, there's tables kind of halfway back. There's tables, but the dance floor is so small. And, I mean, I, I was up front sort of like right on the edge of the dance floor but mm-hmm. 
I could see it was just so wet with beer. I could tell I was going to have a repeat of my <laughs> Flatfoot 56 incident, and I was going to fall right on my fat ass, so I stayed off the dance floor entirely. Yeah. It looked so slippery. Uh, it was cool. I ran into a few few people I knew, including shout-out to our man Rob, who lives around me here, who uh, I see at shows sometimes. He listens to us. Um, and uh, So where, where was the merch with that amount of merch? So, that like, when selling? you first walk in, there's a little tiny, like, walk. There's, like, an entryway before you get into the main room. It's out there. Isn't that where the, where the bathrooms are or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, yeah. I did they, not buy anything, dude. The last two shows I've been to, I have not bought anything. I actually bought a um, – like a like a baseball style Agent Orange jersey, just because I don't see those very often. I do I do yeah. like those caps the cap sleeve baseball jersey. Um, so uh, oh, what Raglan I guess they call it right. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought one of those, but they had like tons of t shirts. But those colors, man, the the like the people white people, you don't look good in bright orange. Let me tell you, bright orange t shirt doesn't look good. So uh, yeah, there was they had those and they had like fluorescent green t shirts, I think, and. Uh, I don't know. Lots of t-shirts, no, had, lots of hats, they, baseball they hats. Some cool stuff. I just, I just, I, I've, uh, I just, I've been a little cash. I haven't had a lot of cash on me lately, and I don't like to use my card on that kind of stuff. So I just, I just have not been buying a lot of, a lot of merch. Maybe next weekend. Oh, and let, one other thing about. Um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad you had a good time. I did. I, like I said, it was a nice mixture of people. There's a lot of people my age that I, I knew, and some younger people, but it was 21 and up, so there was no kids. Um, and there were some. Real decrepit looking people there. <laughs> well, I actually preferred the kids to the twenty year olds. I'd have taken the twelve year olds to the twenty year olds any day of the week. Yeah, the snotty the idiot looking. There wasn't a lot of see now. What to me? What you're talking? What it seems to me you're, you're reading between the lines. You're talking hipsters. There was there wasn't really any hipsters at this show. Ugly hipsters. <laughs> like well, listen, yeah, <laughs> you're using the value of the holder, buddy. <laughs> So I'll tell you what, I was, I was going to say, you want to, are you done with Agent Orange? If so, I'll spin a song. Yeah, I did, I did my Zulu, so you do, you do yours. Well, I'll tell you what, let's do, I'm going to do two songs. I'm also going to, it might be Thursday, Neil, but we're going to celebrate two for Tuesday. Two for Tuesday, two for Thursday. Because I'm going to play, so the band that opened, The Elder Gods, was just so spastic and there was so little melody that you couldn't really pick up on much, but they did a cover and they said, you know, we're going to do a cover now. Anybody who knows this is will we'll get a thumbs up or something. I don't know. But I knew it right away, and I'm sure a couple others, a couple other older punks probably knew what it was. But they played uh, the Todd Killings. Oh, they did. Oh, wow. The classic from the first. Uh, you, yes. If you know the song, you know the guitar. Oh, my God, yeah. Yes. Um, so they played that, which was cool. Angry Samoans, everybody, if you didn't know Yes, that. for the first Angry Samoans album back from Samoa. And short, I mean, it's not, it's probably a minute long if that. And then I do want to play Too Young to Die, which they devoted to Loretta Lynn. And I must say, Mike looks great, man. I mean, he's got to be, he's about 60. I mean, I, 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 he's got to be real close, right? I mean, they came out in the late 70s. Well, I'm I'm pushing 60, so I'd say he's 65. Well, you look great too, but he uses more black hair polish because his hair is, I mean, he just looks, he looks good, I think, for his yeah, age. Yeah, he looks a little overweight, but sure, yeah, he looks yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was happy and uh, he was, yeah, he was uh, energetic. He's got, and... these, he's got these really, if you ever meet him in person, he's got these really like, uh, and I didn't get a chance to talk to him this time, but he's got sort of like translucent eyes or something. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tom's in love with him. No, no, I don't, you know, like, he's just got, he's, he's got. Hello, he's, is it you me him, you're look, looking for? Look at his eyes, you can see right in the back of his skull. No, if you, uh, if you uh, talk to him, you just, he's just, no, but he, he's a good dude. Anyway, I'm sorry. All right, this is Angry Samoans, The Todd Killings, and Agent, Agent Orange, 
Too Young to Die. So you had it. You had a classic from the Angry Samoans, the Todd Killings, which if you don't have that Back from Samoa album, shame on you. You should go out and buy it tomorrow because it is one of the best American the, hardcore albums of all time. It's the best 17 minutes you'll ever have in your life. Exactly. Yes. And they saved Hitler's cock, just so you know. Um, and <laughs> followed by... Found Agents. under a rock, Neil. Yes. I discovered it one night. Um, <laughs> Agent Orange after that with Too Young to Die. And uh, yeah, we both enjoyed enjoyed watching Agent Orange. I actually cut out uh, a little bit early, just as they were doing Bloodstains. Um, uh, yes, I think that's that kind of like the end of the regular. That was set, the end of the regular set, so I actually yep. cut out then because I wanted to get to the merch booth to buy my shirt before all the old old folks decided to croak out there. Um, Stand there like they're looking at the McDonald's menu. But there's one thing. There's one thing I have to say. So Cobra Lounge, you've never been in there, Tom, or have you? I have, but I've never seen a show there. Okay. So like I drank at the bar, and like they were setting up some bands because they have a lot of metal bands there and stuff. They do, yeah. And there were bands setting up, so we law we actually went in the back room and looked around, but I've never seen a show there. The bar in the back room is gone. So there used to be a bar in the left hand wall as you go in. That bar is gone. 
Um, so what, you got to go out in the main area to get drinks. Yeah, or? well, they, I think they have a small, a little tiny small bar at the very back on the back wall now. But hmm. um, yeah, you're supposed to go to the bar, the big bar, to get drinks. And I have to say, it's a brewery too, right? Um, yeah. The beer there is fucking atrocious. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I don't know what the deal is. I mean, they've been a brewery for a long time. What's is it? What's the name? What's the brewery attached to it? It's a name you know. The name. people know the name, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's all. Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Revolution? Rev- no, it's not Revolution. No, no. no don't don't uh, don't darken don't, yeah, Revolution's don't, name. Don't want to get me smirched. Don't yeah. want to get smirched. But you're right. I mean, I remember going in there like we have a, a craft beer that tastes like PBR except for it's six dollars. Like, why, why would you even want that? Okay, it's all na- it's all basically Naked Dragon songs. So they, it's called All Rise Brewing. All Rise, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And they have one called Wonder Beer, and they have they have a, supposedly a a, a a bitter called Hooligan. And every, every time I've had like three or four different beers there, and they're all fucking terrible. I don't get it. I don't get how they don't understand yet how their beer, their house beer, is god awful. Well, maybe people need... like it, Neil. No, they don't. Like I was even talking to Jason. Well, obviously, Jason works for Illuminated well, Brewers. Well, J- but... but Jason's a brewer. He might. He's a little pickier than most. But he's honest. I mean, he talks about other breweries, local breweries that he loves. He goes over there all the time. He knows all the other breweries, and he gotcha. said that the stuff at All Rise is god awful because it is. It's piss. It's mm. it's just not good. So there we go. So another another place I'm banned from. Great. <laughs> okay, get sued. I, I no. I I can't be sued from saying I don't like their beer. That's not that's suing offense. Yes. I don't think. It's not actually piss, probably. <laughs> piss and ink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, that was that night. Um, so you went to another show, because you do yours first. I think I'm going to be angrier than you are. So you tell me about your show, that you, other show you went to. No, I had a great time. I went Sunday, the Sunday before. It's funny, Neil. I haven't had a show for like a month and a half or something. And now I'm going to have four in, in two weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just typical. But uh, I went and saw Exodus and Death Angel at... A room called the Elevation, which is in the intersection, which is like a complex downtown GR that has like four different rooms, and it sounds fancy. It sounds like a convention center. It's not. It's a very. It's actually a great a great venue. I mean, most of the bands that play there, I have no idea who they are. It seems like it's mostly like EDM and Bro Country or something, but uh, it's a great club. I've been going to. I started going to their old location when I was like nineteen. Hmm. So, and they moved downtown when the arena when they built the arena in ninety six. How big? Seven. The room I went to is uh, 800. Oh, okay. So medium. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty full. There was at least 600 there, hmm, which cool. it was a Sunday night. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. But but there's this big thrash tour going on right now called Bay Bay Revenge Tour or Bay Revenge or Revenge of the Bay or something. I can't remember. But it's Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel, all Bay Area, like popular thrash bands from the 80s touring together. Which I didn't get a chance to see that. They played Detroit and they played Chicago and some places, but I just didn't get a chance. So... Two of the three bands came to play in this smaller room, but it was real cool. You know, I uh, just went with a an old high school friend of mine slash old bandmate who we kind of lost track for many years, and now he's moved back into town and uh, remarried, and we're all kind of uh, hang out as couples again and stuff. So it's pretty cool, actually. That's good. And I met up with a couple other old pals over there that uh, uh, we stood in the back in the old man section and watched these thrash bands play. It was so funny dude these thrash singers are just they're like thrash preachers just like giving sermons about how important thrash music is and how you know it's 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 it reminds you of like these sanctimonious punk rockers some of some of them so are they like like just take it way take you know too serious yeah well or just think way too high of their contribution to society or something 
but it was cool. It was, it was a good time. It was fun. You know, it was a Sunday night. Went and had some PBRs and just, uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know how much our, this audience would, I know we do have some metal fans, trash fans in the audience, but it was cool. You know, it was just, there was no, no drama. You know, it was just a lot of young guys and no vests fights. and old guys. I saw one guy. So the one thing that's weird about the intersection, they have a bouncer that looks so much like my son Gibson, my older son. Mm-hmm. I constantly am doing double takes because my son Gibson is a pretty big kid. This guy's a little bigger than him. Like Gibson's probably like six two, six three. This guy's maybe six four, six five, but just beard, you know, kind of got the the man, you know, little man bun pulled in the back or whatever, and just just a big dude. But I saw him drag a guy out hmm. by the throat. Oh, and all I could think was, you know, this guy, this was going to be the best night of his life. He was going to see his favorite band, Exodus. He was in the front row, and he got <laughs> thrown out during the opening act. <laughs> choked, out <to> <laughs> choked out and embarrassed in front of the entire crowd. Pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Well, and you get the one big guy who's dragging him out by the throat, and then you have like uh, like five of the like smaller bouncers just walking behind him. Like, what's <laughs> like, that's a real tough tough gig, right? Walk of shame. Yeah. Pretty much. So anyway, so yeah, with but, the so with the original band, uh, original members in those bands, or what? <clears throat> um. They're, uh, the Death Angel has the singer and lead guitar player. So, and but they all have, both have pretty impressive like lineups of musicians, even if they're not like uh, original guys. Hmm. You know what? You know why Exodus is famous? Maybe you don't, but Exodus is famous because it was founded by a guy named Kirk Hammett, who I know. Oh, Metallica, but, you know, right? Kirk, yes, he's Metallica's guitar player. Hmm. So right before Metallica made the record, they had to throw Dave Mustaine out, who went on to form Megadeth, and they needed a guitar player, and they actually lured him away from Exodus, and it, he played on the first Metallica record, and he's been with them ever since. And the funny thing was, he founded that band. He founded Exodus. Is that the guy that the little shrimpy guy looks like he should have been a gay cavalier in the 17th century with a mustache, like a long mustache? Uh, maybe. Kind of, kind of like curly, long hair, but he's kind yep. of graying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks like a yeah, gay, looks gay like cavalier. A a yeah. Yes. What, is he a dandy? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yes. Just throw him with the Renaissance fairy. He'd fit right in. Well, it's funny. You don't know how big people are, right? Because, like, I think James Heffield is tall, and I think... Uh, I think the drummer is short, Lars. But, you know, we just saw a picture I just showed you of a pretty big name that we have a pretty good familiarity with. And he was standing next to Susie Moon, and they looked like they were approximately the same height. Like, like he might have been hunched down a little bit. But I don't he's, think we had – He's also very think, old. He's like he's I don't like think we have to worry about this guy kicking our butt physically, Neil, if we're worried about <laughs> he's, that. He's like, he's, like, he's like your grandpa who's all bent over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, as long as he can still stroke that last ball, I don't care. Stroke is Les Paul. Exactly. Fruit flying. God damn it. But yeah, so so my show was real cool. I have no, I had no issues with it at all. I had no. We stood in the back, so I didn't even really get irritated by the crowd or anything. So. Do you know the bands? Do you know the bands pretty well? Do you have CDs and stuff by them? I do. I do uh-huh. some vinyl, some CDs. Uh, my buddy, I don't think knew him quite as well, but I was pretty familiar with him. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was good. And you didn't buy anything again. I assume you didn't I buy didn't. an Exodus. Once again, t-shirt. though, huge selection of stuff. Even yeah. like one of them had an action figure and just um, metal shows are a little more expensive. Hmm. But like they had a like Death Angel had one double LP for forty bucks, which isn't that bad for a no, it's not bad. show. Yeah, but I know it's not that good. And uh, or you could buy the CD Blu-ray version of it for forty. Also, I'm like, oh boy, that's a little steep. But uh, you know, t-shirts might have been thirty. Hmm. Because what were Agent Orange is twenty five for t shirts? Yeah, the the baseball raglan I got was thirty. I don't mind. Yeah. Keep keep them on the road. You know that's fine. No yeah, big deal. Exactly. You're, you're paying many, for okay. the... 
so by comparison, how much were sniffers at? How much were the anal sniffers T-shirts? Uh, I didn't look. You didn't even look. No, I was too. <laughs> I was too angry and upset. All right. Well, listen. Why don't you go ahead and launch right into that? Unless you want to play a song, but you already play, you played two or three. Have you only played? Two yeah, we we you've played three songs. We both played one, two, three, four, five. You've played three. I've played two. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, so you want to uh, play a song before you start talking about this, before you get all your blood boiling, or do you want to just launch into it? It's up to you. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna launch right into it. You know what okay. I'm gonna do first though? Keep the audience entertained a second. I have to go get another beer. Well, that's not fair, Neil. I shouldn't have to keep the audience entertained. I had to pee really bad. I don't know what could be more entertaining than like Neil sounding like uh, he's living in a haunted house or something while he goes to get a beer. Oh, Kat, what are you doing? Get out. Come on. <laughs> Neil, this is gold. I don't need to entertain anybody. Wow, you didn't keep the audience entertained. Well, you? no, I say this is gold. We just were listening to you. It sounded like, you know what it sounded like? Listening, you could hear every footstep. <laughs> and then we heard you talking to your cat, being the crazy cat lady that you are. But it was like one of those, like, uh, you buy those CDs, like haunted haunted Halloween CDs. <laughs> you put in your put in your boombox for the trick-or-treaters. Come by, it's like, dump, 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 dump. <laughs> Yeah, that's the having the hardwood floors, right? All right. Unfortunately, I had to pee, so. Well, you, why didn't you? Oh, you jackass! Start telling your story. I'll be back in a minute. Well, I need your no. I need your um. I need your your interaction, Tom. Because this got me very angry, more angry than I've been at a show for a very long time. And now here's a word from our sponsor. At On Point Press Company, we specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today. It was at the Vic, which is actually used to be one of my favorite venues in Chicago. And it is where we saw The Circle Jerks and Seven Seconds, that show with Negative Approach. It's where we saw that one in March when Tom came in for it. So it's a <clears throat> old-fashioned theater, two stories. There's a downstairs and an upstairs, a pit, um, a pit area. Well, it's all standing downstairs, actually, but they have, like... Uh, what would those things be called? Like, like railings to keep the uh, audience standing up, I guess, or something to, to lean against. Um, small bars, front and back. And then there's an upstairs, like I say, with seating upstairs. Um, so it's like an old-fashioned theater. It's a, it's a really nice venue, probably about, I don't know, 1,200 maybe? I'd say between 1,000 to 1,200. Um, hey, Tom, how big do you think the Vic is? I think it was like fifteen or eighteen hundred. Oh, okay, so you thought it was big. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I remember looking it up when we saw the jerks there. Okay. I think it was eighteen hundred or something like that. All right. Yeah, I was. I was going to say so. Yeah, between twelve and fifteen, maybe. But yeah, um, maybe fifteen. Yeah. So, um, Lydia and I, because it's it's a it's a short walk to our favorite place, which is the uh, Duke of Perth. Duke of Perth, Scottish pub, right there. I swear they don't give us any sponsorship money. No, they don't. Even oh well, this is a good story though, man. You'll you'll love this. So. Um, we went there first because I went with Lydia, 
And she wasn't that excited about going because she doesn't really like Amal and the Sniffers that much. But it's fine. She went with me. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. I went to. It's fine. Uh, you paid for everything. I went to Agent Orange by myself. Did I mention that? No. So which makes which makes me, you know, a bit more obvious. Uh, the crowd becomes more obvious to me because I'm not really well, talking to anybody you, else, right? So. You have to be a little more cautious, too, because, you know, nobody's there if you get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't really on my mind at that show. Well, that's, but... I mean, it makes me, like, if I'm by myself, I'm not going to get in a violent pit. Yeah. Um, Which but I, that I, I, metal show, dude, had just brutal circle pits. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we went, yeah, so Lydia was with me. We went to Duke of Perth first, had fish and chips. We didn't know that on Wednesdays now they have unlimited fish and chips too, so. Nice. Which means it's unlimited, but it's also the quality isn't as good as it normally is, so that was kind of disappointing. Um, what, it's not really fish? Uh, no, it is. It's just like thin strips instead ah. of a big, a big fat piece. It's Gordon's fisherman. Comes from a sack. <laughs> but we know the people in there really well. I know Mike, the bartender, and stuff. He's a great guy. Um, well, so the, the first time you and I ever met, we went to Duke of Perth. This is a classic, you know, classic punk die die trivia question. Did you you become a regular pretty much since then, right? I mean, you you had been there before, but were you hanging out there that much back in those days? Um, yeah, pretty much. Oh, we'd, you were? Okay. We'd, we'd go there at least at least once a month. Just because it's because it has my favorite beer in the world there. So in very very few places in Chicago have Bellhaven Bell, draft. Bellhaven, that's right. Yeah, and they have, they the have full like three range. or they have yep. like three three or four different ones. They have the full range of Bellhaven. They have the regular ale. They have the Wee Heavy, which is a strong ale. Yep. They have the Twisted Thistle, which is their IPA. If you're gonna pay eight bucks for a beer, you might as well get that one with a lot of alcohol in it. Yep, and then they have the uh, they have the the Stout, which is actually better than Guinness in in my humble opinion. Mm. The Bellhaven Stout, yeah. If you ever see it, get it. Um, so from there, we got done. Uh, doors were at six, I believe. We Ooh. wanted to get our favorite. Our favorite did you get that spot. favorite spot there, we staged did. left, well, up front? Yep. Interesting. So we planned to get there at six fifteen or something, six twenty, something like that. Um, got there. There was already a lot of people there, surprisingly mm. enough. And our favorite spot. There was one strange. 20 something i wouldn't call her a lady because i don't know if that's uh, anyway is that um, an insult now perhaps it is um she looked an odd mix she looked at the kind of person that you would see at uh what's that store at the mall that used to be sell punk clothes and stuff but now oh, it's oh, hot topic hot topic <laughs> but now it's a lot of like my little pony and weird shit like that oh yeah, yeah. So, you know you laugh about the hot topic but they had limited vinyl that stuff goes for huge money now hmm. well anyway so she had you know and then weird piercings all over and Mm -hmm. but like a my little pony backpack and a Mm. like i don't know some other weird show like sweatshirt and she was tough but sensitive she was well no she's not tough she just looked uh i don't know dirty and like a weirdo um (laughs) (laughs) uh, so she was standing where i was where i normally like to go so just her though I, yeah, so she has room for. I mean, once the show starts, there might be fifteen people on that little platform. Yeah, so she actually, but a lot, bunch of her friends turned up who were even weirder than she was. One, uh, of, them, one of them looked like an umpa lumpa. I swear. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, I wasn't going. I've been going that favorite spot for fucking years, man. Since nineteen ninety, when I saw Social Distortion with Pegboy there. So I wasn't going to have anyone else standing in my spot. So, um, I I basically sidled up right next to her. She probably thought. Ooh, what's this old man doing trying to hit on me? But I don't know. It was it was fine because <laughs> I was with Lydia, right? Made Lydia, well, I made because Lydia. Lydia had no money as normal, so I made her go to the bar. So that was all right. And then um, it got really full. 
actually, as a matter of fact. The downstairs was packed. It was more packed than it was for Circle Jerks. Mm. Did um, it sell out? Because Circle Jerks, I don't know if it sold out or not, but man, it was close, I think. I don't think this sold out. I think it was pretty much the same kind of deal. But everybody was downstairs. There was very few people. Well, mm. there was some people upstairs, but um, pretty much everybody was downstairs. Um, I could tell early on it was going to be a strange crowd. Because there was lots of weird-looking right? weird 20-somethings like this who were neither punk or... But they're not n- normals either, you know what I mean? They were just... They looked odd. They got weird piercings, but there's nothing punk rock about them. There's no T-shirts. There's no, you know... Mm. Like I say, the My Little Pony thing, unless there's a band called My Little Pony now, I, I don't Dude, think they're so the punk thing. that they don't need to pretend to be punks. They're, they're going to let their true My Little Pony freak flags fly and they were one of those things they probably want to be called by some weird pronoun or something i don't i don't know um <laughs> a horse girl yeah yes i i <laughs> yeah it, i'm not know, a human being i recognize as a horse you know listen man these kids are pursuing their happiness and i'm i really don't have an issue with whatever they want to do but it is it is they don't like, have enough to it, do it's not enough to do. It's just like whatever, do whatever. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. In my heart of hearts, I'm going to complain about it, and I'm going to look at them funny. Or, but I'm never going to say anything to them. And the fact of the matter is, it's not my business. It's fine, but it's it's it, it is a little off putting. Collect stamps or something. Um, yes. So anyway, it's getting full, and one thing I noticed at the Vic, the sound system is fucking terrible. Like really? the music they were playing before the bands came on. Are you on, sure it wasn't it, just the music? <laughs> no, well, the, before, before the bands came on, it was so muffled. You couldn't even really tell what the hell it was. Mm. Like they played Now I Want to Be Your Dog and like, no, A, nobody recognized it. But B, it was so muffled that it was difficult to tell what song it was. They're like, what is this crap? Put on some real punk like Blink-182 or Sum 41. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they said that. They might have wanted like the SpongeBob theme or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think part of the problem was... There's a lot of this was the riot. The uh, these are the kind of people that go to riot fest, though. Well, that's why so we don't, huh, pal? It was that kind of thing. So, uh, and yeah. the reason I say that, I'll get to in a minute. So, the first band that comes on is a, band, is a local band called Ganza, G A N S E R, and they were like a G A N S E R Ganza. Ganza, yeah. So they were like a two girls, two guys, uh, post punk kind of uh, shoegaze kind of thing. Mm. Which it wasn't offensive. They had a really good sound. Weird fit, though, huh? Uh, yeah, it was. But they were they were good. Actually, they were my favorite band of the night. Mm. And I'm probably going to play a song by them in a, in a bit to play out or something. But um, okay. original guitarist looked like he came from like Pink Floyd in 1967. <laughs> had his guitar up super high, just lots of fuzz and delay and stuff. Mm. Um, weird. And... Uh, Big uh, female bass player, very tall, intimidating-looking bass player. She sang some songs. Another mm. weirdy girl was the other singer who played some keyboards. And uh, I don't know. They were good. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed them. The, some of the shoegazy stuff went on a bit too long for me. But, I mean, but if, they're the, good, if they're good, they're good. You yeah, know? they're good. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, then the band came on that killed the whole night for me. And I'm probably going to swear a lot here. Uh, it was Bob Villain. Okay, now and, I've heard this name. I have no idea what this is. So, okay, so you're lucky because you don't look at any of the English music magazines. Okay. So the English music magazines are raving about these guys like it's the future of punk. Is, okay, it's, a, the, it's a band. It's a Well, no, it's not. Or is it a dude? It's two dudes. Um, two black dudes with dreads. Really? Interesting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but they're the future of punk and they're this and they're that. And so what it is, is it's these two... These two look very well off black dudes. They don't look like they were from the streets or anything. 
And one is playing the drums. The other guy is rapping slash singing. And then they have backing tracks of guitars and bass. And like a full band. Really? So, but no other, no other musicians? No other musicians. Just the guy. One guy playing the drums. And the I other mean, that already doesn't about. sound good. So, yeah, it, it's already it, – it, I'm annoyed already so, because so of all the they're hype rapping, they're getting in singing. I mean, listen, we didn't – I'm not a big rap. You know, there's a few old school rap bands I don't mind, but, you know, rap's not my thing. So I can see already that I'm – why are they punk – why are they calling them a punk band? Because the, the music press in England is fucking retarded. Well, here too, dude. I mean, look, you know, we, I've complained about this before, but Epitaph Records, as far as I can tell, only signs gimmick bands now. They're yeah. probably on Epitaph. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because they had okay. So they had just played Riot Fest, and a lot of people were there just to see Bob Villain. Really, and and of course it was an all white crowd, pretty much. So that will well, I mean, yeah, whatever, who cares? But well, no, well, yeah, I I know, I know, I know, white white college kids. It was it was exactly up their uh, alley, right? Because super left wing lyrics, super like. Like they never worked a day in their lives, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, what happened to the what happened to lefties being working class? I knew it. I knew it was going to get off to a bad start. And Lydia just looked at me when the, when the singer goes, "Can we have a moment of peace before we start? Because we need to stretch and meditate for a second. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he starts stretching. Do that, do that backstage, dude. What are you doing? And then half the crowd are like stretching with him. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. So and then they go into it, and I must admit, you know, in the same way as like Corn or some one of those kind of bands when they go into like their breakdown or something, you know, it was kind of I could see how the music would get you going when this they play these very loud backing tracks, and he just starts bopping about the stage, you know, and like Mm. and like yelling into the mic and stuff about how he's hard done to and this that and the other, and you know. it was it was the most frustrating see through, absolutely see through that they were going for exactly this white college age crowd who were who were lapping it up by the second. But it's me. It was obvious that it was just a fucking ploy to sell to shooting for, fish in a barrel for a for them to get laid, um, and then b for them to oh, just so to make gonna, music. I have to so make money. Issue apologies later that they used their position as musicians to. Uh... <laughs> Oh no, they were they were very happy. Kept going on about how, how good looking they were and stuff like that. And uh, mm. they did a song about the Queen, uh, "Fuck the Cunt," I think it was called or something, which got me to, like again. I'm not a super royalist, but that was just they're from London, and so oh, they're that, English. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, I'm sorry. Yes, I didn't say that. Yeah, they're from London, so they were playing like have. the they were playing like the cheeky Londoners too. Like they oh. were trying to be, oh, you Americans, you're so funny. Oh, you in the South, all they care about is guns and the Confederate flag. I mean, it, that's and that's what do you a, know, dude. And that's Don't a quote. Here. That's a quote. Yeah. That's a quote. So it was just it was lowest common denominator fucking bullshit. And during uh, <laughs> his during his anti queen thing, I was like flipping him off, and someone threw a drink. <laughs> Someone threw a drink at me, nice. and I offered them to fight, and it was just, it was good. Drinks was, are expensive, man. Good. That's a real commitment. Yeah, it was good. So, well, uh, it's it's funny, right? Because you know, the the problem with like, listen, man, I have no problem, and I know you don't either, with inclusion in punk rock, women, minorities, no, anybody. It's all, it's all good. It, it doesn't belong to white people. It shouldn't be all white people. But just being a minority doesn't make you good. Well, I, yeah, and, and that's I, what it's like. Oh, look at these teenage girls playing punk rock. Well, for one thing, it ain't punk rock, and for another thing, it ain't good. I don't care. I mean, I, if they were good, I would listen to them. 
I didn't, and I didn't mean to suggest anything about about no, I about, about, I, uh, about the color thing before. It was just that it was it was an all white crowd. It wasn't like there was lots of like these well, guys appeal to the hood. As the what super I get, what politically I correct crowd, white crowd, would never criticize a black band, no matter how bad they sucked. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. And they were like, "Girl, you know, come." There's at, lots of great black bands out there, but I'm not going to pretend one isn't if they aren't, or even if the it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't sucked. bad brains. It's not for let's, me. You know, let's put it that way. It wasn't fucking bad brains, even though he well, liked and, to make and, out. He was bad brains, but it wasn't. You know. Well, yeah, because the fact of the matter is, you a, a black band will never be as important as bad brains were because it, the times are different. So, you know? I, I, and and he was de- he was describing himself as a punk band too, which was uh, very very odd to me. Um, yeah. At one point, he was trying. <laughs> at one point, he was trying to tell us how tough he is and uh, how no one better ever ever come up to him and call him that name in the in the street or anything, or or there's going to be trouble. And then he pulls out. What name is that? Like the N word? Yeah. And then he pulls out. And then he pulls out what's supposed to be a baseball bat from behind the drum drum kit. But I don't think what he realized was it was like a little kid's half-sized baseball bat. So, so he's dancing around the stage with like this little kid's baseball bat. It was the it was it was the most wow. pathetic thing ever. I mean, and, dude, maybe he's, maybe everything's ironic and it just went over your head. Yeah, maybe well, it was going over everybody's heads because the crowd. You're too old and too white to understand the pure genius of, that the music critics obviously recognize. The crowd was lapping it up. The crowd was absolutely laughing. But the, up. you they know, were... the, the 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 you know, the record, the record, you know, I, every I, I see now Rolling Stone, you know, tearing apart this artist or tearing apart that artist or raving about this artist. I'm like, yeah, this is the same music magazine that panned the first Ramones album, panned yep. the first Black Sabbath album. You know, music critics are no smarter than you and I, Neil. Well, in England as well, they love to they love to uh, jump on the next big thing. So yeah, yeah Bob Villain has become like the they've become the heroes of like the NME and and some of those uh, magazines. And it's because in one of the pictures, he's wearing a crass t shirt. Like he which, he's, he he's got his he's got his fucking patted down, man. He he you know he mentions he he throws in you know uh, punk bands like Rudimentary Peni maybe or, like, or crass or something. So. I, but then he's like, yeah, uh, girls can come and meet us with two very good looking English guys. Come and meet us backstage afterwards or come and meet us by the merch booth and we'll be happy yeah. to sign things for you. Uh, it was so fucking see-through. It was so see-through. I, it got me so mm-hmm. fucking frustrated. So frustrated. So you're already super annoyed. So how long did they play for? Are they like too long? Like half hour? Like 45, 45 minutes? 45 minutes. Ugh. 45 minutes and I was like seething the whole fucking time. Um and so, and I mean, unfortunately, I probably didn't give um, <clears throat> Emil and the Sniffers a first shot, but because by this time it was getting uncomfortably crowded up front, you know, all the people that were just pushing. Now, I'm assuming this was a pretty good ticket price for this. Uh, I think it was thirty bucks a piece. I pay. I bought oh. them ages ago. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking much. I was thinking higher. Now that's that's not. not well, when we have fees, they were probably forty bucks a piece. So sure, sure, gigs, but even was... but even that, it wasn't. I was thinking about like sixty-five, seventy bucks kind of thing. Yeah. So, Amelin and Sniffers. Not like came your more, Not like your precious Morrissey tickets. Uh, well, Living Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dudes, you never know. Those Bob, Bob Dylan dudes might end up. They might be the next Morrissey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, you're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Um. <laughs> So they go off, and then Emil and the Sniffers come on, and I'm in no mood now to enjoy it at all, right? It would have had to have been something magical for me to, because I'm just mm. fucking seething. Hey, I want that to find sucks. this guy who threw a drink at me, and then B, I'm just fucking... Um, so they come on, and it's just very... It, I tell you, I, you know I like their records. I've liked yeah. both their records. I had think I had their album as the year, two years ago, or whatever it was. Um, Is that right, since we've been doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, was like think, number one? Yeah, I had him as album of the year in 2021. Mm. 2020, 2020. 2020. Mm. Um, but musically, it was just very generic. Uh, live. Just very generic rock music, you know, and they all take great pleasure in having like bad mullets and shit. Yeah, and not, um, Australia, man, they 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 do love their bad mullets. And then she's just running around the states like a twelve-year-old on with who's had too much sugar, you know, doing a, a thing, and she does it, and she sings the songs, and the songs are fine. But after five songs, I'd had it, so we actually left. Mm. Left after about five songs. Push my way to the back, ready to fight somebody. The two Bob Villain guys, sure enough, they were at the merch booth uh, chatting up all kinds of girls at the back. So, you know, good luck to them. But that's clearly all it was about. Um, and we left and we Dude, went. They're going to change change the world one, one, one night stand at a time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. Why have you got to. Why, why, why have they got a hammer on the queen? I don't know how the queen has ever intimidated them or done anything to them. <laughs> I don't actually know how that would be. So, well, but dude, anyway. it's just that's what you're supposed to say when you're trying to be like the anarcho-punk rap guys. I well, guess. Go, well, good old Agent Orange, uh, when he did his uh, thing to Coolio, um, he also mentioned the Queen. So that was mm. nice of him. But they're too young to die. So we also mentioned the Queen, and that's yeah, so that was the that, that was the difference right there. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we went. Back. You know what the other difference is? They were playing for 200 people, and this other band's playing for 1,500. <laughs> Well, I am on the Simpsons for headlining, but yeah, but Bob, but yeah. Bob Villain had just played Riot Fest, so that's probably where. So this was the perfect Riot Fest band, right? Well, not perfect. only had they just played Riot Fest, but people liked them enough that they wanted to go see them a month later. Yeah, right. But and but I, I don't know. And, and the fact of the matter is, yeah, they might have played for twenty thousand, thirty thousand people at Riot Fest. Who knows? So we made the mistake. Well, it wasn't a mistake because we had a good time, but the car was parked by the Duke of Perth. So we were oh, like, oh, no. it's, oh, it's nine o'clock. Let's go back to the Duke of Perth and have a nightcap or whatever. We ended up not leaving the Duke of Perth till midnight. <laughs> Ooh, dude, that's rare for you. It what was. Was that? was that on a weekend or? That was a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, dude, you're a madman. Uh, yeah, well, they were just going down really easily. And I, I think I said this on the in Facebook, actually. He's Mike, the, the bartender that we know. He's actually was playing a punk playlist now. Nice. He had when we went in, when we first went in before the show, we was playing Rancid and uh, the Teen Idols. And then when we came out, it was just a mix. And the place was basically empty. It was just us sitting at the bar with like three other there girls at the bar. And so we played the punk playlist again. And he was he was just sitting having a drink with us. So that's why we probably stayed a lot longer. So the than night we had some. The night had some highs and lows, huh? It did, and the Vic show was probably the lowest of the low. So. Yeah. I so I I struggle with the Amel and the Sniffers thing because I do f- find their music sort of bombastic and sort of interesting, but it's never felt particularly authentic to me. Yeah, you might be right. And I I feel the same way about the Chats. Like, man, I love that you know the Out for Smoko song or whatever, but it's like I don't know. It just doesn't. I always I feel like both those bands have aspirations well beyond punk, and that's sort of off putting to me. I would listen to the Spits before I would listen to the Chats. You know well, what the I mean? spits are great. Well, the, well the, but, that, but that's the point. The spits sound authentic, and the chats don't. The chats, yeah. The don't. spits are old men who've been playing punk for twenty years, and never right. made any money either. So. Right. Um, From Kalamazoo, Michigan, home of the Elder Gods. The Elder Gods. Yeah, it's shame. Shame they didn't warm up for Rage and Orange. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was my thing. So I will never. They probably go. would draw more. They probably draw more people than Age and Orange, pal. I will never go and see Amel and the Sniffers again, and Ooh. I will. I will talk people out of going to see Bob Villain ever. So, 
Uh, Neil's actually so, yeah. starting. A, we're starting. A, he's starting a Facebook group to talk people out of going to see Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I might. I it's think a closed I might. group, but you can join. Yeah. I knew I was going to hate it going in, but I actually hated it way worse than I thought I was going to hate it. So that was good. So anyway, I'm going to play a song by Ganza because they were open in the show and they were the only decent thing worth watching. And this song is called People Watching. It's not our regular kind of thing, but these guys deserve some publicity. So um, Ganza, People Watching. was Ganser with people watching and the show was a lot of good people watching at that show there, you go. there was well um, you know neil i would say i would say you know it's more like our thing than like ralph champagne <laughs> uh yeah yeah probably Musically. But, but man those lyrics are hysterical i played it to rick and i played the video have you watched the video to that song which one the, the uh con- the oh. contraband one no the other one the girl the girl's name what is it the one oh. you played oh yeah 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 
It's it's definitely yeah yeah definitely the one that's very dwarvesy except for loungy. Lolita, goodbye, Lolita, or Lolita, goodbye, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one we shot, the one we shot, is banging, is banging the his girlfriend's mom. The yeah. video was hysterical because it's. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'll watch it. It's just it's really really funny, and the even though the music, you know, I could take or leave, but the the, the words are funny as hell, and the video was hysterical. It's. I uh, said that one could have definitely been sped up and been a dwarf song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it might end up. Who knows? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but anyway, yep. As again, it was a weird, very weird crowd. Lots of old people and lots and lots and lots of weird twenty-something. I don't know what you would call them because you wouldn't call them punk rockers, but they're not your normal kids either. Hipsters, dude. Are they hipsters? Not hipsters. No, because they're too dirty and they're too dirty and weird to be hipsters. Because hipsters don't go around with My Little Pony and SpongeBob backpacks. You know what I mean? Again, these are the people that would have hung around at uh, that store that I always remember the name. I can't remember the name of at the mall. Um, hot topic. They would have hung around there when they were but fifteen. Those people are very clean. Those hot topic people are very clean. Yeah, but now they're now they're twenty years old. So they've had mm. five years of. Uh, they've actually discovered sex in that five or six years. Well, that must be nice. Maybe sex with ponies. Who knows? They're discovering it. The rest of us are l- losing it. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so that was the so that was that weird crowd. And again, lots of people with backpacks, both male and female, and I don't get it. And uh I will talk about that again in a second. So that was my that was my show. Sorry to go on. That was just no, I've been good. holding that in for over a week. No, you were you were fairly kind. Well, and it, unfortunately, cuz I really wish that you wouldn't the opening band wouldn't have put you off so much so that you could have been a little more, you know, no, okay. The funny I, thing is, I don't feel like the the Emil got a fair shake. Like they I said, they're not my thing. I just I can't get into it. But you know, a lot of people do. So well, live I didn't think they were as good as they are on record. I thought it was very generic. But um, Jason uh, Illuminated Brew Works, Jason uh, turned up for the show with his wife. Oh, that's cool. And um, the, he said he wasn't going to come down to the front because it was too crowded. So I texted him and said, I'll meet you at the upstairs bar. So we actually went upstairs and watched two Emil songs upstairs sitting down. But it wasn't it wasn't any better up there, and I was just like, "We're just doing this to kill time." So, and also, when 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 you're sitting down upstairs at a show, it just doesn't really feel like you're in the show. You know what I mean? I I don't know. It just yeah. feels like you're watching TV or something. No, I still stand up front, even yeah. though, even though it sort of started to beat on me as I get older. But yeah. <laughs> sorry about I'll that. I'll tell you what. So, have you played all your songs now? No, I got one more to play. Because I do too. Maybe we'll play. Maybe we'll double them up again. Okay. Um, well, but, is, there, is there anything else you want to talk about? There's a couple of things I wouldn't mind talking about. Um, I was going to go catch up with my kids while they're here. So maybe we save that for another time, unless it's real timely. Um, yeah, okay. Let's just talk about the Ramones one for a second. If you got anything oh, to say yeah, about yeah. that. No, no, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. You got my... So today it came out that Joey Ramone's brother, was it Mickey, Mickey Lee? Mickey Lee, Mickey yes. Lee, he sold Joey Ramone's version, uh, portion of the Ramones royalties right to some generic sounding conglomerate for 10 well, million it's a, dollars it's, right? an, it's an investment, investment for him right yeah. yeah for 10 million dollars so it's it's, it's I, i'm struggling with that number because because that's a lot of money and it it's is. only his share it's only half share basically of the music so John, um, what, johnny's wife gets the other share so so the the as far as i know so i read mickey lee's book the as far as I know the the only two official partners in the band and I mean obviously Richie had some songs that he had a stake in and D, you know and uh, 
Dee's estate at some point might have, but I think the sole ownership of the music or the at least of the Ramones property at the end was just is uh Sin, Sin uh not Cindy. What's uh John's wife's name? Linda. Linda, Linda Ramone, yeah. Linda Ramone and uh Mickey Lee, because Joey had no heir and Johnny had neither of them have any kids. Now, okay, so d- does Dee Dee not have a family? Like, how come Dee Dee doesn't get a share? Because he wrote most of the any songs. Of them had, I don't think any of them had any kids unless Tommy did. Nobody doesn't have a brother? Doesn't have any family that would know. want Ex-wise. his royalties? You would think he would, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works because, yeah, he would, I would think, have the ownership of the songs he wrote. But like I said, I don't, I, I know that the Ramones entity was owned by those two people when it was all said and done. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that. Well, and the thing is, because I'm like, $10 million is a lot of money, don't get me wrong. Even in, you know, 2022 inflation dollars, it's still a lot of money. Well, it's a shame because it's more than the Ramones made during the well, entire yeah, but the, run. But the thing that will irritate you is like, you know, Bob Dylan sold his catalog for $600 million. It's like, eh. Right. Yeah. Joey's, Joey's legacy is worth more than 160th of, you know, Bob Dylan, let alone Bob Villain. And, yeah. <laughs> don't even say that name to me anymore. <laughs> I can't even see it. Yes. This is a this is a strange phenomenon that's been going on. I see guys doing it, like Bob Dylan did. But Bob Dylan's in his eighties. Why didn't he do it? I mean, what's he going to do with that money now? He's what's gonna, he going to do with half a billion dollars? I mean, platinum coffin, and he's going to have his brain fucking soaked in in a thermaldehyde jar I, I just, and kept alive or something. It, it, but it's an interesting phenomenon because a lot of these artists, you go back to like a Dylan and. The 60s artists especially, they had such bad record deals, they really had no ownership of anything. So they fought for years to get ownership of their songs. Right. And then they're selling them off. But, man, I mean, listen, there's nothing I own that if somebody came to me and said, hey, I'm going to give you $200 million for that, I wouldn't give to them. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> 200 million. 200 million, dude. What, what, what what'd you pull that number from? Well, I just I see these artists selling their catalogs for crazy money like that, hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. Yeah. So that means now I assume then that well, well okay, what does that mean then if that was only his share? So So they're buying mean- it as an investment. So say they make fifty more Spider Man movies. Every Spider Man movie's been doing a Ramon song, right? Yeah. So that's it's just they're doing it like that as a, an investment essentially. But still, Linda Ramon would still have to yeah, sign, sign off sign on off it off too. On it. Yeah. And yeah. she might decide to sell Johnny's share for twenty million. And she might. Because as a matter of fact, I wouldn't be at all surprised if she did that. Well, because now they'll want they'll want the full rights, and she'll hold out for more money, which she should. That would make complete sense. Yeah, maybe. But does that mean now that we'll start seeing Ramon's songs with fucking pizza commercials and shit? You guys driving down the road in his uh, Cadillac, listening to Blitzkrieg Bob. Yeah, probably right. I mean, I guess it. Would. I don't know. I don't see many commercials. I don't either. You know what? It's funny. I watched the NFL game last week, and it was the first time I'd seen commercials in about five years. It's like, Jesus it, it Christ, what are these? Commercials used to be such a, like, cultural touchstones. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, say, if I say, where's the beef, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But is there an equivalent of that now? I feel like, you know, it's weird now. You know, when we were kids at network TV, like, everybody, maybe not you because you're, you're a little older than me. You might have been, like, out actually having fun during this era. But, you know, everybody watched Mr. T and or the a-team on whatever night it was so you go that to was school saturday night saturday, that was saturday nights at six o'clock i think everybody yeah. would talk about the show you know whatever show it was and now it's like we kind of have that because like that Dahmer thing is popular right now so i'm like oh, i want to watch the Dahmer thing so i can talk to people about the Dahmer thing but it's uh there's just we just have the cultural touchstones or even like like radio doesn't have the power it's not like everybody's listening to the same music you know right right yeah that's true strange 
Strange times, man. Strange times. So anyway, so yeah, Mickey Lee's sitting on $10 million, uh, apparently. I wonder what he's going to do with it. The Mickey Lee, you know, there was a point where I thought we might be, we were going to, I was trying to get Mickey Lee on the podcast. <laughs> Not <I> anymore. Thought, <laughs> well, and I thought, yeah, he doesn't need it now. Well, and I thought it was going to happen. Well, because he's still out there making his own Fakakta music. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, and, and, and. I thought it would be fascinating. His book, in, in, uh, I Slept with Joey Ramone, it's supposed to be being made into a series or a miniseries or a movie or something. Man, he 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 obviously loved his brother, but he was not – He it was a really unvarnished take on what a bastard Joey could be. Hmm. Joey was a messed up dude, man, and he, he could, could be a really cruel bastard. Hmm. Um, but it's a fascinating story, and uh, I, hope it, I hope it gets made. So – Anyway, read the book. It's good. It's called I Slept with Joey Ramone. Um, it's as hard on Joey as any of my read. I mean, you know, Marky's book, he's kind of a dick to Joey at a couple, or at a couple points, but nobody takes Marky seriously. And the Monty Melnick one, you can tell Monty loves Joey also, but he does get into his OCD stuff a little bit. Hmm. But, I mean, you know, Mickey's talking about what – just Joey was just a disgusting, like physically physically disgusting human being. He lived in filth. You know what I mean? He was just a, he was just a, but you know, he well, didn't could, have that. I could believe he, that. Yeah. He didn't have that 10 million though. Well, neither did Johnny, but Johnny was a military kid, right? So he was well, super neat. Well, but Johnny saved his money. Johnny did save his Johnny money. Johnny yeah. never got the big in the drugs or the drinking and he saved all his money and he was able to retire to Los Angeles. He had a million dollars under the floorboards. It was the most amazing story because you got a guy who, for 22 years, traveled the country playing guitar, made millions of people happy, and they said when he retired, he said when he retired, he picked up his guitar again. Yeah, isn't that amazing? He probably could have done to sell it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> now he's always got left him as a giant headstone. Sell that muzz right? Yeah. All right, punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail. Indeed. Punk till I die podcast. Punk till I die podcast group, which we literally picked up like twenty new members today. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the – Susie Moon posted her last episode, and I see that's got a lot of traction with her audience. And uh, B.A. got just got his new Punk Till I Die sweatshirt and is uh, doing some sexy modeling for us, and that seems to have got us a lot of traction. So anybody new, welcome. And after you've heard – after you've heard – actually, before you've heard this one, you should have heard the Black episode too, and yes. that might get us – who knows how many new episodes yes, listeners maybe. that might get us. I, I, I'm not really counting on him necessarily share it on social media, but I think maybe other people will. So. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of a, a little more uh, insulated than some of the people we talked to. Well, I saw him share two today, actually, because he's oh. doing a lot of interviews. So he actually yes, shared a couple. He is. So, he know. is. But, you know, once again, I always think we usually, you know, we hear people that are interviewed a lot. I'm not saying we're the world's greatest interviewers, but I usually feel like we're able to get something out of people that maybe hasn't been gotten before. Yeah, I mean, I because we have weird. I don't know. I because I, I think I think we just don't want to ask the typical question. You know what I mean? I think right. my mind, our minds work weird, and the, our questions are weird sometimes. Well, I knew. I mean, with him, who knew he'd go on about the Highland Park shooting thing? So yeah, much. that was well, interesting. The thing, with, the thing with Blag and you and I were joking about this. You really only need like four questions, and just wind them up and let them go. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he does. He does go yeah, for sure. We'll just, we'll just keep talking. So anyway, all right. Neil, so well, no, well what songs are we gonna play? We, have, oh, we, each, we each have one song left. So, so our our favorite female listener, Holly, I can't remember if she put a message on. I think she put a message on our in our Facebook group and said, you know, listening to the briefs again, getting ready to go see them. She's obviously going to go to the same Dead Boys briefs, uh, Susie Mean show, Moon show. We are Susie Mean. 
Susie Bean, yes. She said, I really, I really forgot how much I love these guys. And I, I feel the same way. There's two bands that that's happened to this year. The other one was Blank 77, who I loved back in the day, but I really hadn't listened to much. And I just started listening. I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I love this band. And I feel the same way with the Briefs, man. This is this is a really great band. I've never seen them. I'm totally looking forward to, to catching them. So I'm going to play the first song from their first album, actually. It's called Poor and Weird, Neil. All right. And could be about Joey Ramone. It could. Uh, it's about himself, I believe. Um, and I am going to play, um, you know, the band The Apers, right? I think yes. From, I think I think Europe, from Rotterdam. Europe, I think from Holland, I believe. Right? European somewhere, yes. Yeah, Rotterdam. I are think. they my Dutch co-patriots? I think they are. I think they are. Cheap, yes. Cheap um, I mean, they've been going for a while. They've been going for yeah. twenty odd years, right? Classic it's pop punk. Yeah, yep. classic pop punk band. Tons of albums. Um, but uh, after the two shows I went to and what I've described, I'm going to play their great song, "Too Many Backpacks at the Show." Nice. <laughs> yes. So, um. Well, I guess I guess that's it. So he's going to be the briefs, poor and weird, followed by the apers, too many backpacks at the show. And thank you all for listening. And uh, keep a little. I, you know, we have on. a we have a very we have a very devoted audience, Neil. I mean, they're so devoted they will listen to you go get a walk and get a beer, and me go take a pee. <laughs> Or yes. maybe not. Maybe you'll edit it out. I don't know. No, I didn't because I was talking the whole time. I was trying to describe the Vic to them. Gotcha. Because, yeah. So, gotcha. anyway. Uh, so, yeah. The briefs and the Apers. And we will talk to you next time. Stay free, everybody. We'll smell you later. Smell you later.